welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness, a podcast with real talk, an open and honest discussion about issues surrounding mental health. I'm Mikkel Buck, author, public speaker, and suicide survivor who's lived with mental illness for over 20 years. And with me is my guy, my husband and better half, Adam. Hey guys, that's me. Welcome to our next episode. We're excited to, uh, you know, recently we interviewed both Ella and Sam, two of our kids, two of our three, and uh, that was quite the experience, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was fun to hear what they had to say, and also I am just really proud of them for being willing to share, especially on such a public platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they grew up with me, so I've been open for many years now, and in my quest to help other people and end the stigma and, and just help people in any way that I can, but it's still hard being a teenager, stepping up and being open about something like this. Right. Like that takes a lot of nerves. So <laughs> it does. And they are open when people come to them and talk to them. They're always willing to help, but, but really just being so public about it. I'm just, I'm really proud of them. So what's new in your life? You haven't been traveling. No, I'm back to my normal life of hanging out at home almost all of the time. So <laughs> what we have going on now is both Ellen, I mean, we kind of mentioned it, Ellen and Sam are both about ready to move out. So they're moving up in a couple weeks to Orem and we're just getting Utah. everybody to Orem, Utah. Yep. <laughs> so we're just getting them ready to go, which is really fun because I get to decorate their rooms. And we all know that that's one of my very favorite things to do is to decorate. So when I found out they were moving out, of course, I went nuts. And then we picked out wallpaper and we picked out the curtains and the bedding and the pictures. And like every single decision has so much thought going into it. And this is how you're going to feel when you turn on this beautiful lamp and you see this picture of your family. You know, I mean, it just goes off in my head. This is how magical it's going to be for everybody. So they're finding roommates and the apartment complex that they are moving into, they have these questionnaires, kind of intake questionnaires, so that if you're not going up with somebody else, they can assign you and and hopefully have a high success rate of picking roommates that you're compatible with, with your study habits and sleeping habits and cleaning habits and all of that kind of stuff. So Ella found a roommate and she was so excited about her and she texted me and she's like, mom, my roommate wants help decorating her half of the room. Try not to lose your mind. <laughs> I was like, because she knew. Too late. It's too late. I had already responded like, bah! because I had already lost my mind. I was so excited about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So you've been nesting in some ways. It's sort of like yes, you know before a I baby's born. I just moved born. to a new space and then nest in a new space. So the kids are moving off and launching their big adult lives and. I say I love you by helping them have a beautiful space to come home and relax in. Yes. So, yeah, that's what's going on. We're super excited for them. Um, We're also excited that the podcast is now reaching more people. I know. I don't know if everybody knows this, but on Anchor, you can watch where your audience is growing. So every time we get a new listener, it shows, I mean, of course we don't have specifics, but it shows the city and location or country. And it's really exciting. We had some listeners from England this week, and we've got some Ireland listeners and Canadian listeners and all over the United States. And every time we get a new city pop up, we get really excited. And look, we now have somebody in Georgia. Look, we, <laughs> it's, it's fun to get new listeners. So thanks for being along for the ride. And so we have about 18 different states yeah. last time we checked. So um, anyway, it's getting out there. 
thank you everybody for listening. Um, but we thought today, um, because of Ella and Sam's episodes, you know, and a lot of people are going through struggles with schooling, you know, high school, uh, specifically when, uh, well, that's generally when mental illness starts to hit is high school. Yeah. And so everybody's, I mean, people have a lot of questions about how do you handle this? What if they can't go to school? You know, are they going to graduate? Are they not going to graduate? Is their life going to be successful? And there's a lot of, you know, freaking out that can happen during yeah. high school because of that. Well, and we didn't specifically say this. We kind of mentioned it, but but Sam didn't end up graduating from high school. He dropped out of high school and ended up getting his GED. That's how that worked. And then Ella had already been taking extra loads during the summer and during the holidays just to make sports easier for her during the school year. So she was able to graduate early, but so it was two different. We had very opposite experiences with both of them. So, and there was plenty of freaking out on our part for both, (laughs) both sides, because it was, you know, we were really nervous about Sam's schooling situation, especially because we're both proponents of higher education and have advanced degrees. And yeah, just so in case you don't know, so I'm a lawyer, so I've been to lots of schooling, <clears throat> kind of grew up with the idea that you need to be successful, you need to get higher education. Okay, education. I w- that was sort of drilled in my head growing up, and so that's what I thought you know, was necessary right. to be successful, and you as well. Yeah, I have a degree in research and data <laughs> analysis and statistics, so like, education's a big deal in our home, and it always has been, so especially going through Sam was you know, our first experience through really parenting a, this difficult situation. And it, we learned a lot along the way, of course. And, you know, you met Sam, so he's in a, a wonderful spot now, but it was very difficult all on the way through. Well, we, we should probably, you know, we keep leaving Max out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Max is our oldest. We love you, Max. <laughs> and, but the thing, Max was just a really good student. He was like, you know, how we thought all of our kids would be, right. that that school would come easy, they would love it, they would love doing their homework, they would excel. That- well, and, and Max is, is quite a self-starter, and I never, I was never involved in his homework, ever, in the entire schooling history, all the way from kindergarten, he would come home and do his homework on his own, and... You know, he got, he would always take advanced classes and in high school, dual enrollment. And he had a year of college by the time he graduated and he has an academic scholarship. So naturally we thought that was because of our smashing (laughs) success as parents. It was. Yes. Well, that's what you tend to think is that, that, uh, you know, it's something you did as a parent. Right. Because you taught them sound principles. Yes. Yes. And and so we had this, this uh, misconception that. We just knew it all and, and had it all figured out. And then when Sam, as we talked about, when Sam uh, was a freshman in high school, um, things totally changed. Yeah. And suddenly we realized something's going on and we kind of started freaking out. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, about, you know, Sam? Well, we... Sam's whole experience with school, I mean, it kind of fell off gradually. We talked about when we were with him about how he started missing school and he wasn't able to wake up and, and like he was still trying school. We were trying desperately to help him as best we could. And I was never involved 
with Max's teachers, with, I mean, like I said, any of his homework, any of the thing. But when Sam started struggling in school, it became evident that it was more than he could do without help. So I started being the liaison between teachers and Sam. And I started, you know, I had a much more active role, which I never thought I would do because I thought, you know, kids need to take this responsibility on their own. Parents right. should Once be you're in high in school, this. they should be responsible for right. themselves. Right. That's so cute this that is, I thought I knew how it worked. <laughs> this is our, our past judgy uh, period It came of back to bite us. It always does. So Sam started out pretty good in, in, in uh, high school. And uh, I think the first semester he passed his classes and things yeah, were going. Yeah, I mean, did, did well. He, yeah. he got B's and, and he did well. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't love school. Max loves school. Sam never loved school, but he also, he, he worked hard and he was good at it. But when he started missing, it really just got to the point where he could not catch up and Mm -hmm. he was so worried and so stressed. And I remember going in and meeting with the counselor. This was probably halfway through his second semester of high school. So his freshman year. So he kind of already had that crash with wrestling and we were looking at finding specialists and doctors to explain why he was sleeping so much And we went and met with a counselor at school trying to figure out, you know, how can we keep Sam on track? And I let me back up real quick here. When Sam first started struggling, I don't know how all states work and I don't know how other countries work. But here in Arizona, there's there's minimum attendance laws. So if you miss more than a certain amount of days, you automatically fail your classes and you cannot pass. And so with Sam's situation, the way around that was getting a note from his doctors. He, he had a team of doctors at Phoenix Children's Hospital. And there's a form that you could fill out in Arizona. It's called the medical exemption form. And basically what that does is it kind of uh, eliminates the attendance need for your child. So they can miss as much school as what the doctors think is necessary or think will happen. And the only requirement is that they're able to pass the course load. So that's well, we didn't the first know about thing we this did. at the beginning, and so that that's why missing school was such a, a stress on us. Yeah. And that's why we got calls every day, <laughs> sometimes at the beginning of every period. Sam's not here. Why isn't Sam here? Yeah. And so the stress levels when your child is not going to school can be really high if you think – because in, in my mind, I was like, okay, he's not going to pass. He's going to drop out of high school. He's going to live in a van under the bridge, you know, oh my down gosh. by the river. <laughs> this reminds me of the funniest story. I used to, uh, I used to serve with the young women in our church and we had a lesson this one time and it was about like making good choices on a day-to-day basis. And there was this cute little gal, she was like 12 or something. And the teacher was, you know, so tell me what good choices you're going to make tomorrow or, or tell me what big decision you have tomorrow or something like that. And she's like, well, if I don't wake up tomorrow, then I'm going to miss school. And if I miss school, I'm going to fail on my classes. And if I fail on my classes, I'm not going to get into college. And if I don't get to college, I'm not going to get a job. And they're going to be homeless and a bum for the rest of my life. And <laughs> everyone was silent. Like nobody even knew what to say. We're sitting there for a minute. And pretty soon my friend says after silence, wow, tomorrow's a big, big day. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't get ahead of yourself. It's- well, and that's, I think what we got caught up in is... He has to go to school. Right. And didn't realize that maybe there's multiple paths that get to a successful life. And it's really hard to get out of the mindset that there is one way 
to be successful and you have and if you really believe that you have to do things a certain way the stress levels in your life as a parent yeah, <laughs> are we'll going to go through, through the, the, roof. the roof. Well, and we it's not like we were just kind of like, oh, there's another path. All right. We tried everything for months and months to make sure Sam would not fall off the path of graduating from high school. Like We tried everything. And, and before we knew and kind of came to the realization that we're going to have to try a plan B or a different path, we were still trying to make him get up. Yeah. And it was probably the worst decision that I have made as a dad is to try to make him do to get up and go to school. It created so much tension, so many issues in our relationship. And I, I didn't feel like it was right, but I felt like I had to do this. That's because we were listening to our brains and not listening to our guts. And I mean, just like we talked about with Sam last week. Like once he explained to us, we realized, oh, our instincts were actually what was right, not our brains. We needed to turn our brains off and listen to our instincts because our instincts were saying it's, it's going to be fine and, you know, give it a minute, just give it a minute. Well, but I didn't know how it would be fine if he didn't go to school and graduate from high school. Well, and then to make things worse, then we get friends that say, oh, I hear Sam's not going to school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All the time, all the time I would get it. Everybody in my life is like, so my son tells me that Sam has been, has missed four days of school this week. How come Sam wasn't at school? You know, and it, like, I don't have a good reason. I hated when people would ask me about it because I did not have, I didn't have information to tell them. Number one, like I didn't know what was happening and everybody would freak out on me. It felt like, like, what do you mean Sam's not going to school? Sam has to go to school. Like, I'm well aware, okay? Trust me, I have the freaking out portion down. Nobody else needs to freak out because I am on it. You know what I mean? But And, and it also just kind of felt like I, I finally just stopped talking to other people about it. I would not even dwell on it as part of the conversation, even a little bit. People would say, oh, how's Sam doing? And I say, oh, he's great. How's your dog? Or tell me about your job. What's going on with your kids? You know, we would not, I wouldn't even finish the breath before I changed the subject because I just kind of felt like, look, I can barely talk myself off a cliff in this situation. I certainly can't talk you off as well. Yeah. So we got to a point where we knew we couldn't force him yeah. and it was not a good thing for anybody to try to force him to do the traditional path. Mm -hmm. So we suddenly realized, look, <laughs> all that matters is our relationship with Sam and we're, we'll figure out how this other path looks. And so I know you went and talked to a lot of the teachers to try to figure out what other options were out there other yeah. than the traditional path that, you know, virtually every high school student, you know, does. Well, and we tried to do, then we tried to transition him to an online program, but there was no teacher support. So when he would hit challenging math classes or science classes, there was nobody to help him through that. And we tried to get tutors and I mean, we tried everything we possibly knew how to do, and then even more things. We tried everything to try to make this education thing work for Sam. And what we ultimately realized is, like, I could see, there There came a time I specifically remember looking at Sam, and I could just see the weight that was on his shoulders. And it reminded me of the weight that I felt when I attempted suicide. And I realized we either change something and lift some of this weight that's on Sam or we are going to lose him. I knew that those were our choices. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that choice is a no brainer. I pick Sam all day, every day, no questions asked. Well, and I think we don't understand that sometimes your child can be at that point. I mean, we just had uh, a suicide um, in in this friend group in our community in our community. Um, And it's, it's scary and it's, it's sad and you don't know, but the, you know, the thing that you can do is just figure out how can we lift the burden. And so what did we, we that's when we decided, you know what, school, not even important because I, I mean, I really did have that moment of clarity and I knew that those were my choices. So I'm like, well, I'm not losing Sam. That one's not happening. You know, I'm going to do everything in my power. And that means school. No, don't even worry about it. School's out the door. And thank heavens I had really good advice from our psychiatrist that Sam was meeting with. By then, we were in meeting with the psychiatrist regularly. We had kind of figured out that we were dealing with depression and anxiety in addition to his other health challenges. But he he told me, and, and this is, I mean, he's a psychiatrist. He has years and years of training and schooling and and he told me, you know what, Mikhail, don't worry about it. Sam is a, a really smart kid and the schooling will work out. So let's just leave that alone for a minute and we can move forward. And when he said that, it really made me relax a little bit and realize, okay, this guy has a lot of experience in this area. He knows what he's talking about and he knows Sam and he knows me and I can trust him. So, right. And he's saying it's going to be okay. He's saying, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And we're freaking out going, how does that even work? But then we just started to trust. But then we knew, like, we have to go with our instincts on this. We have to trust. And the answer means, like, school's school's on the back burner for for a hot sec. For I don't don't know how long, but for now. And so how how many months do you think um, was Sam just not going to school at all? Not doing anything at all. Probably three or four months. Where he, just, didn't, he didn't do... Which seems like an eternity. It does seem like an eternity. you're a parent. And that's why, again, when anybody would ask me about it, I'm not even talking about it. I don't have a good reason to tell you. All I know is this is the way we have to handle it based on how I feel. Because people are going to ask and want an explanation as to why right. you're doing this. And that's and, why I wouldn't talk about it. Because and, I, I didn't have an explanation for them. And you really don't have to explain it to anybody. Yeah. Um, but it is hard, nonetheless. Yeah. So... Um, during this time where he was not going to school, he was continuing to progress in other areas, right? Yes. And that's, that's kind of what we did to Sam. He mentioned that he wants to go to school for commercial diving. So our family got certified because we were going to do a scuba trip before Max left as a missionary. Uh, and so our whole family got certified, I don't know, four or five years ago. And Sam just took to it. I mean, it's, he caught on so quickly. He was helping all of us. And after he stopped going to school, our friend who owns the dive shop came to me and asked if Sam would want to keep diving with her. And so he stopped. He wasn't going to school, but he would go diving regularly. He would go diving. So all, all of his friends are at school. All of his friends He's are at school. He's out of the lake He's out of diving. the lake diving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was progressing. He worked... It was exciting to see him kind of catch a vision of what he could do. And like he ended up diving quite a bit. He got a lot of certifications. He's deep water certified. He's dry suit certified. He's he started working actually as an assistant at the dive shop. So even though he wasn't going to school, he was working on his diving. So that that gave us a lot of comfort that we can see he wants to progress in his life. Maybe there's a different way to do it, you know, and trust Sam. And he would go out with 
I mean, he had a group of people that he would dive with every week that were conservation biologists. I mean, these are legit career people, and Sam would be out diving with them every week. Yeah, and that's when we started trying to brainstorm something that he could do in his life that would help him be successful. And we knew it, it probably didn't have to do with a university or higher education, uh, but it might involve a trade school. It might, and we started looking at different options, and when we talked about a commercial diver, he started reading it, uh, yeah. reading about he it, and so researching excited. it. He got so excited. And he got so excited. And to me, that's when a light sort of came on and he saw hope that he can do something that is fun for him, that's motivating for him. Yeah. And school just wasn't. Yeah. And so, but now, anyway, he's got a plan. He's got, he's working, saving up. And, um, you know, so just trying to figure out a way, whatever they want to do, help them identify what's exciting and, and what they yeah. want to do instead of forcing them to do what we think. And they need once, to be doing. once we found out, you know, figured out that, that commercial diving is something that is a legitimate career. You can make a really good living. You can easily provide for a family. It's like, he's really excited about his life. That's when he wanted to sign up. And then we signed him up for some community classes and he ended up getting his GED and, at the time, he also started thinking about his resume and what his resume is going to look like. And he wanted to make sure he got his Eagle, which is the highest award you can get in scouting, so that his resume, even though he had a GED, he was concerned it would appear he was unmotivated. And he wanted to show that he was not unmotivated. He could he could do very difficult things. Which the irony is, while he was younger, we were just pushing him so much to advance in scouting. Yeah. And then eventually we just gave up because they were Scouting bigger. fell off the list long ago. That was yeah. not something that I was going to be worrying about. So there were bigger issues that yeah. we just left it alone. And then at some point... He's the one that, that brought it up to us and said, oh, I want to do this. And then he's the one that did it. Because by then I'm like, oh, I'm already tapped out on so many levels. Scouting is not making it back on my list. So like he really did, he really did step up and, and do that all on his own. And now... I feel like the trajectory that Sam is on right now as a 19-year-old with the amount of money that he has invested and saved for retirement and the amount of money he has in the bank saving up for his trade school and his plan, the discipline he has with his finances. I just, I feel like the trajectory that he's on right now is so much greater than if he had just gone to high school and graduated like what we thought would be the plan. And I never, never would have guessed that when I was so worried when he was missing school and staying locked in his room. Well, it's interesting to think about that this could actually put him on a better path yeah. than, you know, and you always talk about that. Sometimes mental illness can help you become better than you would otherwise. Yeah. Because, because it makes you adjust. It makes you get creative. It makes you try different things. You have to think outside the box. You have to figure out what's really most important to me in my life and what do I want to fill my life with. And that's exactly what Sam did. And so now, I mean, that thing that makes me the happiest is the weight has lifted mm -hmm. and he's happy. He is. And he has a plan. And that's all you want as a parent. You just want him to be happy and to have a goal that they want to achieve that's motivating them and, you know, really just to be happy. Yeah. So what would you say the, the takeaways are? What, what, what do you think the most important thing, if you've got a child, if anybody listening has a child that's struggling, 
you know, maybe in high school and not going to school or sleeping way too much and they don't understand what's going on or how it's all going to work out. Yeah. It's going to be fine. You don't, it doesn't have to be done a certain way. There are many different ways that you can still graduate from high school if that's what your child wants to do. But if it doesn't work out, it also is going to be okay. I'm shocked that now, I mean, the fact that he has a GED is no big deal. It really is no big deal at all. It has zero effect on Sam and his life and his future plans. But at the time, you could not have, I was so worried. You, I didn't believe that at all. But I know that now that it really is no big deal. It's fine. I, I think really the takeaway is really, really listen to your instincts and your gut and your child. Do your very best to listen to your child to figure out where they are because their health and safety and happiness is top priority, even over things that we thought had to be done this way. There, there really is, I don't think, anything in life that has to be done a certain way. There are many ways to accomplish the goal if the goal is to provide and be happy. You know. Yeah, and as a parent, you're going to know. You know your child better than anybody else. Yeah. And if it's too heavy, lighten it up. Yeah. If they need help over here, if you need to... You know, if they need to take a break from school, do it a certain way, do it a different way, get their GED, you know, graduate early like Ella did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's just so many ways to be happy and successful in life. And that's really, I, I think what the focus is, is just figure out how to help them be happy and to maintain a good relationship. And to maintain a good relationship, because that's the most important thing that we got out of it. And when we stopped focusing on things that we thought had to be a certain way and started focusing on our relationship with Sam, that's when everything changed and that's when everything got better. So I wish we would have let go of our expectations earlier and then recognize that we can just move forward and have a good relationship and help him. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's my takeaway. There we go. Yeah. That's a wrap, huh? Well, thank you so much for listening and being here. If you have questions or topics, you can submit them at Thriving with Mental Illness on Instagram or Mikkel Buck on Facebook. And remember that there are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. We'll see you next time. See you next time.